What's good, everybody? Robin E. here on a new episode of Pillow Talk. As always, appreciate you for tuning in on a brand new episode. If you haven't subscribed to the Pillow Talk podcast, subscribe right now. Turn the episode off and go do it. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Pillow Talk Podcast, and my Instagram, Robin E93. Go ahead and follow the Twitter too, E93Robin. Just do it all that. All that in one swipe. One, two, three. Y'all not doing shit right now, so y'all might as well just go ahead and follow me on social media. I promise I will keep you entertained. Make sure that you are following me on YouTube as well, Robin E Vet. E-V-E-T-T-E. I will be having some new content dropping once this Rona. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fake quarantine is lifted. Hopefully, we are free by the summertime because there's lots, lots, lots of things that I need to implement for y'all. So, hopefully, we get free of this. This is crazy right now. This is just, it's it's crazy right now. I saw something that said that they were going to stop uh, selling liquor and going to close the liquor stores. So, I don't know. They better not do that shit. I know that much. Y'all do that and people are going to start killing themselves, okay? It's going to be a whole nother epidemic if you close the liquor stores, for real. We don't have... Y'all ain't got enough liquor stocked up for 30 days. Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe a few of y'all do. And then the way that people are set up, there's no guarantee that April 30th will be the deadline. So, hey, there's that. Keep that in mind, okay? New episode dropping for y'all today. I was excited when I saw this topic trending on Twitter. So it's only right that I give my two cents about it. I am a big, 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 big fan of this artist. And this has been a long-awaited battle that doesn't look like it's going to have any resolution anytime soon. Keep on listening. New episode dropping right now. But seriously, I don't know what day of quarantine it is. It feels like a day 105, okay? 105. I am somebody that is just not necessarily built for the introverted life consistently. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to be out amongst the people, like, maybe, like, twice a week. And now that I do hosting events and things like that, it's really just been difficult for me to function not being able to go out and plan things and set things up and talk to different people and all this and that. It's just crazy as fuck. It's crazy as hell. I don't really know how to feel about the Rona situation. Um, it's only right that I, you know, touch on that real quick because this is what's going on in everybody's life at this point. But um, I am praying and I hope that we can figure out some shit. You know what I'm saying? Because this is, this is getting out of hand. This is getting out of hand right now. And it's getting to the point of paranoia for everybody at some point. I pray for the people that are essential, that are going out to work every day, that have that higher risk of containing the virus, knowing that they're exposed to it. But the government needs to do their shit. And we need to do our shit, too, and stay our black asses in the house. I have been trying to stay my ass in the house. I'm recording this at home. I haven't been going out to the studio like that. Just been trying to do my two share. When I go to Walmart, it's like at prominent times of the day because I don't know. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but I do hope you guys are being safe um, and doing whatever it is you need to do to make sure that your family is safe and we shall get through this together. So, um, Aaliyah, okay, one of the most influential artists in the past 50, damn it, 100 years, 
Okay, her style alone made her a fashion icon, her sweet voice, undeniable swag. She was just naturally fly. So recently, while I was trolling on Twitter, like I do every day, probably more than usual now, I saw that free Aaliyah music was trending. And I instantly went to the thread and went to see what was most popular, went to see what the fuck was going on. So if you are somebody that really is on the Aaliyah train still to this day, somebody that's really a fan of her music, then you will know that she does not have her music available on any streaming platforms. Um, The only album that is available is AJ Nothing But A Number. So if you want to go listen to any of Aaliyah's music aside from those you have to go on YouTube she's not available on Apple Spotify anything like that so this trending topic this hashtag uh again started trending on Twitter and all of these people started bringing up all of these times that we were promised Aaliyah's music and how it was never delivered to us 19 years okay 19 years since we lost Aaliyah, the princess of R&B, and nearly after two decades, we are still going through this battle of getting her music distributed on all major platforms. You know, especially now with the shift that's going on in media and just music downloads and everything like that in general, you really have to be able to access artists' music online in places other than YouTube. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to access her stuff on Spotify and Apple and all these other places. So the fact that you always have to go to YouTube and maybe you don't have connection and your shit's fucking up or whatever the case is kind of, you know, throws you off because you ain't going to be able to really get the full ambiance of the song and, you know, give it give it its gratitude that's due. So Leah's masters are owned by her uncle, Barry Henderson. So if you are familiar with Barry Henderson and Black Ground Records, then you will know a little bit about him and his business ethics. Barry Henderson is a very unknown giant in the music industry, and he had a hand in developing a lot of sound in the mid you know, to late 90s. He was very involved in a lot of things, and he didn't even have a background in music. He just kind of dibbled and dabbled in it. He took on Aaliyah, was actually his first artist, saw potential in her and signed a contract with her. And then, you know, the rest is history, quote unquote. But he also um, has the masters uh, of some Tony Braxton stuff, JoJo stuff, Timbaland stuff. And then he also managed and has some masters, too, as well uh, of R. Kelly. So he, again, was a very big giant in the music industry. So I guess in a sense... He's somebody who you kind of like and hate at the same time, only because he was aware of the whole situation with the Lee and R. Kelly. And let's just throw it out there because I hate to necessarily tarnish Aaliyah's legacy because this is not what it is. You know, her legacy is not necessarily that. But if you recall you know she had that whole situation where she was married to r kelly and she was 15 she had the marriage forged she lied about her age etc etc and everybody was new was aware about this her family was aware about this barry however did force that it be annulled and was able to you know camp to that whole situation and he did separate Aaliyah and r kelly and was able to kind of put a wedge in between them but um He still managed R. Kelly for like 10 more years after that happened. You know, R. Kelly was such a big star at that time and had elevated to such a big degree. He couldn't afford to lose that fish. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't know if I could work with somebody who, in a sense, 
raped and married my young ass niece. You know what I'm saying? Who went through extreme lengths to marry this child. You know, I uh, I don't know if I could do that. But that's Aaliyah's uncle. That is her mother's brother. So that is her blood relative. So Barry Henderson, again, had owned all of Aaliyah's masters, etc. And then in 2012, actually, a stake of Black Ground um, publishing rights was sold to Reservoir. And they're like a media management firm. They also do like licensing for masters and things like that. So they were able to acquire Aaliyah's music catalog, okay, and some uh, other artists' music catalog. Once they acquired that, they had given hints on an album being created and that they were going to drop this fourth album with all of this unreleased audio from Aaliyah's category. So Drake, who we all know is a big Aaliyah fan, big Aaliyah supporter, dropped a single um enough said that he produced and his team produced or whatever that has sampled some of Aaliyah's unused vocals and I actually liked the song I think the song was cool I liked it I thought it was lit and um people felt some type of way about the song and you know felt like it wasn't right or whatever the case was I liked it like I said I thought it was cool he also did another song as well where he used uh Static Shock uh Static Shock <laughs> um Static Major song uh his vocals as well too on another track that he did with Aaliyah and he was another artist that was also on Black Ground's record and he was another artist as well that unfortunately passed at a young age so I always love Drake and say what you want to say about Drake you know but he pays homage like nobody the fuck else and now that I'm older and I kind of go back and revisit all of the little ins and outs of everything that he was doing I can kind of see now why he was kind of doing things the way he was doing and being tasteful about it and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so this was probably back in like 2012, 2013, you know, this was, you know, a while back. And people had assumed that Aaliyah's family was behind the project, not knowing that Aaliyah's category had initially been sold or partially been sold in that stake. There's not really a percentage that's verified or if there's like, you know, some of the category. I I think whenever they do sell a category, it's initially a a big catalog of stuff unless there's like maybe some songs that Barry did not have any hand in producing at all or whatever the case is or whatever Timbaland you know whatever the case is but he owns some of Timbaland's masters too so you know there's probably a loophole that goes into that but people didn't know that you know I'm saying it had been sold so people were expecting this big album that was going to come out and they were expecting their family to be supporting it and etc etc so Aaliyah's family along with Timbaland and Missy Elliott they all had made statements um shortly after that saying that they had not been contacted about doing any project or new project for Aaliyah so that kind of shut down that whole project and everything was kind of put on the back burner Drake felt some type of way because people weren't really behind everything that he was doing especially since the family had came out and Missy and Timbaland had came out and made that statement so he withdrew from going forward with the project he wasn't the sole producer initially Aaliyah's Uncle Barry was going to have to be the one that was going to be producing the project. He was going to be producing it along with his son. Drake was going to have his hand in it, which he did in those two songs. I don't know if there was going to be another song or if he was going to help 
you know, produce anything else. But initially it was going to be her uncle's. And considering how he's gone through so many legal trials and tribulations, there was no not going to be any way that we were going to get the album. If you ever go back and look up Barry Henderson and, and, and all of the issues and lawsuits that he's had to go through with different artists that have been on his label, then you will see kind of why this is something that probably won't happen soon. He is malicious to a certain extent. But I'll say, you know what I'm saying, with the whole Leah situation, it probably is different considering the fact that that is his niece. You know what I'm saying? That's his family. And researching, you know what I'm saying, people speaking on the situation, a lot of people have stated that he never really got over her death and that he had a lot of resentment and became a lot more reclusive after she passed. So this could be, you know, in a sense, a way of him having some type of connection with her, some type of control over her and her legacy and her image, um, feeling like he may have failed her in some type of sense, you know, because she died at a young age. But um, it's just unfortunate nonetheless that, there's all of these hoops that have to be done you know what I'm saying to get an artist who was so iconic you know so impactful to the culture to get their music available so Reservoir's VP Rail Lafargue claimed that they would focus on bringing Aaliyah's catalog back to life so again this was back in like 2012 2013 2014 again years go by years go by we never see the catalog available anywhere they do licensing as well so they did like do licensing for samples of Aaliyah's music and samples of her voice on like ASAP Rocky's fucking problem they sampled Aaliyah's voice on there which I didn't know but they did so they do like sampling for that but there again there never was that upload there never was that moment in time where we were able to access her full catalog um, on any streaming service other services were able to leak it and every time that it was leaked on different accounts it was always taken down it was always you know erased it was always removed earlier last year a twitter account that claimed to be her uncle's account tweeted that on 1 2020 would be the release date for all of her music and all of her music catalog on all streaming platforms and then he posted a picture of like spotify apple music all of that stuff 1 2020 came and went still we didn't have any music it just is unfortunate you know we do have selena and tupac and michael jackson and you know tlc and just all these other prominent artists that really meant something to the culture during that time and the fact that we still have to go through hoops and battles to get Aaliyah's music is just crazy as fuck to me and being a fan being somebody that grew up listening to Aaliyah grew up loving her being inspired by her wanting to be her understanding her you know loving her it's just kind of like a snub to what she was to the culture the only album, again, that's available on streaming services to this day is Age Ain't Nothing But A Number, which was in- initially produced by her, you know, sex offender. If you want to get technical about the shit and we don't want to bash her legacy and minimize it to that degree. You know, Leah was an actress. She was a performer. She was an artist. She was a star. She was a fashion icon. You know what I'm saying? It, it It's crazy as fuck to me that this is 
where we're at all these years after her death all of the things that she's influenced over the years and this is still a battle again i'm a 90s baby you know what i'm saying grew up in the 90s 93 and Leah, along with brandy were two very prominent black women black figures to me growing up and I remember first seeing Aaliyah on TV, seeing her on MTV, seeing her perform, seeing her in photo shoots, seeing her do her Tommy Hilfiger thing, you know what I'm saying? Seeing her be out with her brother, seeing her do her movies. She became a superstar. And she was so influential because she was natural, you know, she didn't have this big, bodacious body, these big ass titties. She didn't rely on her body to necessarily get her where she needed to be. Now, I ain't gonna sit up here and pretend like Lee was the greatest singer because she wasn't. It is what it is. She could hold a tune though. She could, you know, she could sing a melody and she could flow over a beat, but she had star appeal, which is something that a lot of fucking people lack. Okay. Okay. That's some shit you can't buy. Aaliyah can come into a place, wear a fucking jogging suit with the damn bandana on, okay? A damn bandana on and be the baddest bitch in the building. In the building. Not even on the floor. It's a three-story floor, a building, every floor. (laughs) Like, she was influential. For me, being a tomboy, still to this day, loving my sweatpants and my sneakers, you know, my bare face, seeing her with her swag and being comfortable with herself and not necessarily relying again on just that whole sex appeal was inspiring to me and then you get to see her transition from kind of this tomboy into this sexy woman you know into this grown woman and now you got to listen to what she's saying to you I done been through some things I'm a grown woman now I'm more than a woman you feel me so it's time to understand like I still remember when Aaliyah died you know I was on vacation with my family my uncle came in knocking on the room and shit saying turn on the news Aaliyah died Aaliyah's dead and I was just like I cannot believe this you know I'm on my way to the pool you know what I'm saying before you get ready to leave the hotel you know y'all got that last little swim before y'all got to check out that was me that was me and I could not believe what was going on turn on the news her plane splattered across the tv her picture you go to another news station her picture's on there go to another news station and I immediately just broke down and cried I had Aaliyah posters everywhere. I mean, when I tell you that I loved Aaliyah and every girl that grew up in the 90s, every black girl, damn it, that grew up in the 90s was an Aaliyah fan. You're lying if you say you're not, if you weren't, okay? Period. I love Destiny's Child too and, you know, all that other shit, but I loved Aaliyah, point blank, period. And I could not believe that she died. And maybe like two weeks after she died, you know what I'm saying? We're back at home, we're chilling, we're in the house, whatever. And I had this dream, this vivid, 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 vivid dream of Aaliyah dying, her being on the plane, her dying, her, you know, crying for help. And I woke up, go to my parents' room and I'm just bawling, just crying. You know, why? Why did she die? Why did Aaliyah have to die? You know, and I'm a child, you know what I'm saying? I'm a child. I'm I'm a young kid. And for me to feel so emotionally attached to a celebrity death like that at such a young age was monumental to me. This was my Kobe. And I hate to reference that, but I want the younger people or maybe even the men to understand how impactful Aaliyah was to me and to women. And as a child already at that age, I was so moved. I was so moved. I was so hurt. 
I had felt like I had lost a relative, somebody that I grew up with, in a sense, somebody that I watched evolve. You know what I'm saying? So seeing her be on this cusp of success and be this international star and to be taken away from us so young like that, and now you're telling us, damn near 20 years later, we still aren't able to access all of her glory is is just bullshit. And it's not fair to the legacy that is Aaliyah. Her third album, self-titled Aaliyah, really, you know, was before its time. And it was giving us these futuristic vibes, you know, like More Than Woman. And, of course, the forever sensual Rock the Boat. Of course, you got One in a Million, which was an amazing album. It introduced us to Aaliyah the Icon, okay? The crazy Timbo collabs and Missy collabs. The Are You That Somebody, which is one of my faves. One in a Million, one of my faves. Four Pages Letter. I mean, Aaliyah is so heavily attached to pop culture, you know, her style, her swag, her music. It's everywhere. For real. It's everywhere. And aside from her being a music icon and a fashion icon, she had transitioned to that other state, you know, being a movie star, did two films. You know what I'm saying? I love Queen of the Dam, which was awesome. I love that fucking movie. I love vampires and I love black vampires and anytime black people do magical shit because I feel like we're powerful as hell. But I love that. She was able to kind of be this villain. You were able to see this different side of Aaliyah and the film was great. Then you see Romeo Must Die. She kind of was a hero in a sense. You see her doing some, you know, karate moves. You know what I'm saying? She got her swoop going on, red lipstick popping. Bitch. What a time. What a time. Another thing, too, I feel like is younger people now take these things from these artists that they see, not knowing that they've originated from Aaliyah, not knowing that they've picked things from Aaliyah. And they're not be able to pay homage. They're not able to really give the respect the way that it's due. You have to acknowledge the fact that this is the person that influenced your favorite star. And this was the song that did it. This was the music that did it. I want to be able to express this to my kids as well when they're older. And if you're going to give, you know, credit when it's due, give it. Don't wait until somebody is old and gray and gone in the you know grave to give them their flowers. Free Aaliyah's music is impactful. And it's such a... Simple tweet, yet it has so much meaning behind it. And if you're somebody that grew up in the 90s, somebody that grew up during that R&B essence time of, you know, the genuine pony and the jagged edge, all that. This is somebody who still to this day doesn't have her full platform available for the masses. I don't know even if this is something that's necessarily in Barry's hands anymore this seems like this is a matter of what reservoir is willing to do and what they're willing to compromise on and release they need to find the right producer it's been said that barry didn't didn't like any of the producers that were sent to him so that's also put a delay on the music even though drake and his fucking team you know was there but whatever the fuck ever so you know, there's just so many things that go into it. And, and and it sucks that we don't really know the ins and outs as to why this prolonged situation has happened. All we can do is continue to support that 
ask for that, demand that, and hope that Barry and Reservoir and whoever the fuck else is involved in Aaliyah's catalog gives that shit up because we need it. And I would love a fourth album. I would love some unreleased tracks from Aaliyah. I would love some new music. That would be awesome. Hell, they've done it for hell of other artists what's the point what you know what's the big deal y'all might as well go ahead and do that again free Aaliyah music man free Aaliyah music if you have never listened to Aaliyah's music you gotta go on YouTube okay you gotta go on YouTube at this point but go type up one in a million go type up her self-titled album Aaliyah take a moment to sit back relax and envision the beautiful princess of R&B singing to you and maybe you will understand why this shit is so fucking important please believe me okay Aaliyah had to walk so Rihanna could run. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace out.